0: another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org. You know, um, we actually, to be able to do these services, uh, we have the, I mean, we have to actually record the worship uh, on a certain night and then the, the Word on another. So today is Wednesday of the Sunday that we're about to go into. And we record them at different times to be able to put them together. And I think all of us can just uh, you know, say thank you to all of the team that make this happen. Uh, all of the worship team, all of the technical team, really been uh, leading the charge by Micah and Ryan as well, just been doing a phenomenal job to be able to get us to be able to have these services online. Honestly, we honour you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But you may have been in the worship moment when Pastor Nadia, uh, you know, my beautiful wife, got up and she started talking about the fact that we believe God's setting us up for revival. Setting us up for something rich. You know, preparing us for the next season and so much more. And you heard that and you were like, where were you when you recorded that? You obviously weren't in this moment we're in right now. (laughs) But the truth of it is, is every time we've started a worship recording for our Sundays, we've always said, God, what You say in this moment, we believe, is timely for the time it will come about. We are not saying something for the night that we're in. We're saying it for the moment you want to bring it into the hearts of people. And I honestly believe that God is setting something up. He's setting something up. There is so much more that God has in store for us. I honestly have this stirring in my spirit. You know, it's kind of like Joseph. He, he got out of the pit. Woo, I'm out of the pit. But all of a sudden he's thrown into the prison, yeah. right? Not because of anything done, but actually because he'd done the right thing. He's yeah. now in a place where he again is closed off. You can only imagine what he was going through, but what God was doing was setting him up. So good. You can only think about Daniel in the lion's den. He, he wasn't thrown in the lion's den for what he did wrong. No, he was in. Corruptible. So again, he was incorruptible in his commitment to worship yeah. the King of Kings. Yeah. He would lift up no other name, and he finds himself in the lines. Then, but it was a setup that King Darius would have his heart open to the wonder yeah. of who God really was. It was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego again, because of their loyalty and their ability to stand for one name and one name alone. They find themselves thrown into the fire, but again, it wasn't a step back. It was a setup. Yeah. It revealed Jesus like no one had seen him before, and. Could I encourage us, whatever you're feeling, whatever frustration you're feeling, whatever tension you've got right now, could we choose to grab a perspective, a mindset that says, no, maybe, just maybe, God is wanting to set something up. Set something up in His church. Set something up in my family. Yeah. Set something up in my heart. Set something up in my business. Set something up in, in my teenage years that would last me my lifetime. Set something up in my professional development and my character. Come on, that one day when I'm ready to marry that person, there was some development moments. Yeah. I had six weeks to get on my, uh, into my life, into my heart and say, God, work your way. Take out what you wanna take out. Renew what you wanna renew. Place in your truth. So that when it comes to the moment to share my life with somebody, I'm in a better place to give a life yeah. that's worth actually leading alongside someone. And I just think what was amazing about those three accounts and those three, in- I mean, it was more than three people when you had Chattamisek and Abednego, but when you think about those people, they had the right heart, yeah. they kept a sweet spirit yeah. and they secured a supply. Very good. Keep a right heart. Yeah. Come on, keep a right heart. You know, keep a sweet spirit. Don't let your spirit get, you know, yeah, maybe it's taken a knock, but don't let your spirit get bitter. Yeah. Don't, don't start going, God, where were you? What are you? Like, yes, have the conversation with God, but draw to Him to hear the answer and allow Him to lead you forward. Don't put yourself at arm's length. So good. And let's secure a supply, because I believe God can set us up. So you know, in recent weeks, I've been having the opportunity to, to go surfing with Zion quite a bit and um, you know in winter is when the swell's really good and been at Bell's Beach a number of times and it was always exciting as a dad to, and it's always been a dream of mine to take Zion surfing and and none other to be able to get him to a point where we could go out at Bell's Beach, you know, like it's a world class wave and it's unbelievable. And we went out, you know, it must have been a couple of weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, and I think I got a photo here that you can see of Zion standing there looking at the lineup. and we pulled up and it was dark, but it was big. You know, and uh, when you're at that stage, you're 10 years old uh, and you're looking at waves that are easy two to three times your height, you know, I was thinking, man, I don't know if this is right. And I said to him, mate, you know, like, it's okay. And he's like, what are we waiting for? Let's go, let's go. And so for me, I'm like, woohoo, let's go. And, uh, And the truth of it was, is being able to take him out there was not his ability to stand up on a wave. What enabled me the confidence to take him out into something bigger was his ability to endure. And his ability to be able to take a beating <laughs> when those bigger waves came that we didn't see on the horizon, and they would literally two, three times his height landing on top of him, and he's getting bowled underwater, and he's under there getting dragged backwards. My confidence was that he was going to be able to handle it, and he has the ability to endure. Right, really you know, our ability to grow in the season isn't our ability to avoid getting pummeled. It's what we do when we are getting pummeled. It's what we are. What's what we do when we do get beaten up. Because if I didn't have the confidence as a dad to put him in that situation because I didn't think he could handle it, then I'd never have taken him into that moment. But because I knew I had the confidence that he had the ability to endure it, but not only endure it, literally he would come up out of the water and he would be smiling like, (laughs) and I'd be looking eyeball to eyeball. Hear me in this. When you come up for air, your heavenly Father is looking at you, eyeball to eyeball. And you either have the eyes looked of, save me. Or you have this eye look of like, wow, what was that? You know, and literally Zion said to me, next time that happens, come with me, Dad. Get beat up as well. And uh, I was like, no, nah, you're the grommet, mate. You've got you to copper a flogging and I'll, I'll get through it. But uh, I, I want to ask us, are, are we open to enlarging? Because it's all about how we endure yeah. the hits that we take, so the setbacks that we take that actually enable us to be entrusted to a bigger season, so taken to another place. You know, I sent an email to everyone probably about 10 days ago now. And um, you know, if you don't get any emails from church uh, or from Nadia and I in regards to just the season that we're in and just again, just the encouragement as we walk through this, then I, only two reasons would be, one, we've got your wrong email or two, you haven't yet filled out the Live Connect and actually given us the opportunity to be able to keep doing life together in an increased way. And so I really ask you, if you haven't done that yet, you should do it because it's about being a part of a wider community. It's about doing life with other believers and, and people and just staying connected in this time And so So you can do that uh, now through the chat or the URL or better still, do it afterwards so you don't come off this page. But uh, let's get connected in this season. But I sent an email and I talked about this story of digging deep, digging deep. And I talked about how uh, in January I ran a half marathon for the first time in a long time. And basically what happened was I uh, was halfway through this running race, 10.5Ks in, and the. the girl running behind me, his dad was on the sideline and he yelled out to his daughter, hey, you're halfway. It's time to dig deep. Dig deep. And um, and in that moment, even though it was an encouragement for her, I took it, as my own, and uh, and I said, you know what, that's exactly right. I've got to stop thinking about the pain that I'm in right now, I've got to stop thinking about the fatigue that I'm feeling, I've got to get my head out of that and I've got to put my eyes on the finish line. Come on, I started this race looking to finish it. I started this race looking to, you know, knock some personal best goals and things like that. And. And basically, as I was driving uh, into church a number of weeks ago, I felt like God said as we're going into this, uh, you know, in the season that we're in, I felt like Him say, Craig, we need to dig deep. We need to dig deep. You're actually only halfway in. You're actually only halfway in. Uh, And I want to encourage some of us here. It's time to dig deep. It's time to dig deep. It's time to, yes, there is pain in your body. Yes, there's buildup of lactic acid that's causing heaviness and weariness. But I'm telling you, it's time to dig deep. You know, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18 says this, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. What does that tell me? God daily wants to develop something if I'm willing to allow Him. and it goes on and says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Yeah. Now, our light and momentary troubles, honestly, are in nothing right now in comparison to what they were going through then getting beaten and tortured for their faith, getting imprisoned and things like that. Now, I know sometimes our apartment could feel like a prison. Don't get me wrong, it's not easy. But hey, for these things will pass yeah. light and momentary troubles. We are only in a season, an entrusted season at that. So but I believe good. if we live it well, it can help us and impact the rest of our life, but also help leave a legacy. So good. And then in verse 18, it says this great words: fix our eyes. Mm-hmm. Fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Yeah. Come on, we've got to set our eyes right now. Yeah. What are you fixing your eyes on? Yeah. What are you fixing your eyes on? You're fixing your eyes on all the challenges and all the problems and all the things that this is going to cause and all the hardship. Now we need to understand and what we're going to have to work through and the dynamics and we're going to have to act with wisdom. But come on, don't fix your eyes down here. What does the Word say? It says lift your eyes. Come on, fix your eyes on your Heavenly Father. Fix your eyes on the fact of His ability. Fix your eyes on His promises. Fix your eyes on the wonder that He hasn't left you. He's not far off. He's not distance, He's here with you. Fix your eyes. Fix your eyes. And in that moment of getting in that race, hearing that, I, I pushed in a, a little harder and then this thing happens uh, you know, for athletes or this thing happens when you're exercising, when you find fatigue and it's a thing called a second wind, yes. a second wind. And a second wind is, is pretty amazing. So it's ability basically to break through, to break through this moment where you're at loss of breath, where you're finding it difficult. It's the ability to all of a sudden have ability to breathe free, an ability to have new energy and to be able to outwork another level of effort, right? So a second wind. And I felt like God say this, we're in a second wave, but I'm bringing a second wind. We're in a second wave of the virus, but I'm bringing a second wind. I'm bringing a second wind. And I want to believe today before we go, I'm going to prophesy, I'm going to pray and we're going to believe for a second wind in your home. We're going to believe for a second wind in your family. We're going to believe for a second wind. Teenagers, a second wind of God, His presence and His comfort and His purpose in the midst of all that's going on. Come on, business leaders, a second wind. Come on, new creativity, new culture to develop, a second wind in the Name of Jesus. A second wind, a second wind. You know, and as I heard the announcement yesterday afternoon, as our Premier Daniel Andrews announced it, I took a moment, I just stood up and I leant against the wall. And as I was leaning there, I just said, God, what is it you want to say? And I felt like God said, dig deep. Yeah. You know, in that moment, to be honest, I was like, yeah, I sent an email 10 days ago about digging deep. It was, I thought it was pretty good. You know, I mean, you inspired it, of course, so credit to you, but you know, like anything fresh? And he said, no, Craig, dig deep, so good. dig deep. And he went on to say in my spirit, he said, I have wells Waiting. So good. And I have wells wanting. So you know, in this last month I've really felt God stir in the midst of this and I can't shake it, is that He wants wells yes. of His presence, wells of His purpose, wells of healing, yeah. wells of revelation, so wells good. of salvation. He wants them flooding our homes. Yeah. I have had the word homes like a banner over every thought that I've had of recent. You know, if you look through the word and all through the New Testament and all through those times, it all happened in homes. Dead people were raised in homes. Yeah. People were led to God in homes. Yeah. Jesus was anointed in a home. Yeah. Saul became Paul in a home. Yeah. Like, a, yes, he was met on the road to Damascus, but when his scales fell off, was in a home. Yeah. You know, that they, they sat around the Last Supper in a home. The, yeah. the upper room was in a home. Yeah. You know, there was moves of God in our homes. Yeah. And I'm just saying, you know what? In our flats, in our apartments, in our houses, I'm believing that there yeah. are gonna be yeah. new yeah. wells. Yeah. New wells. Again, I don't want to get too stirred up that I feel like I'm jumping down the camera at you, but <laughs> so new wells. Yeah. And as I had that moment last night, as I was thinking about this straight away, I went to um, the Shunammite woman, yeah. you know, who uh, in the 2 Kings 4.10, she built a room yeah. on the upper level of her house so that the man of God, Elijah, um, could come and, and dwell in that home. And it says this, Let's, in 2 Kings 4.10, it says, let's make a small room on the roof and put a bed in it, and a table, and a chair, and a lamp for him. And then he can stay whenever he comes to us. Awesome. You know, and, and as this happened, the story goes on. And basically, in that moment, because they created that space, God spoke to. Um, God spoke to the man of God and out of that, He prophesied that they would have a child. Yes. You know, and then she says, stop, don't, don't go there. That's yes. an area of hurt in my heart. That's an area of longing that I've always desired. And He said, no, in 12 months, you'll hold a baby. And they did. Yes. Then this child dies when he was older, but it was in the upper room, it was in that place that the child was brought back to life. Yes. These are the two things I got from that, is that the dreams that you have got, God wants to unlock. Yes. God wants to unlock the dreams. Even if you haven't seen it for a while, I'm telling you, he wants to unlock that dream in your life. And there's other people, you've got things that have died, dreams that have died that he wants to restore back to life. He wants to restore it back to life. But we've got to create an upper room. We've got to create a place for the presence, the man of God, Jesus, the Holy Ghost, to come and live and dwell in our place. And as he did that, as he showed me this, he said, the bed is gonna be a place of dreams and visions. The table is gonna be a place of friend, friendship and food. The chair is going to be a place where I'll teach and I'll bring revelation. And the lamp is a place of fresh oil and fresh fire of the Holy Spirit. I believe as we create room in our houses, as we create a well for God to move, come on, there is going to be times of friendship and eating and dwelling with God like we haven't had before. We're going to have times of the Holy Spirit and fresh oil moving amongst us. We're going to be able to see dreams and visions. Doesn't He say that? Then the last days I'll pour out. Come on, there'll be dreams and visions for every person. And He wants to bring revelation. He wants to bring teaching. Wells, wells of salvation, wells of healing, wells of anointing, wells of forgiveness. Come on, some of our homes have been filled with friction. The fear we have going into the second wave is because, oh my goodness, we only just survived the first one. The tension in our marriage, the tension amongst our kids. No, no, there's a second wind coming. And there's a fresh well being dug. And I'm believing for fresh forgiveness, fresh strategy. I don't have the answer right now. I can't tell you it's definitely happening. But for Nadia and I, we've got in our hearts, man, we want to create, maybe it's through Zoom meetings to be able to have time speaking into this. How do you do marriage? How do you deal with friction? You know, how do we raise teenagers? How do we deal with uh, the hormones and the testosterone? And can I just say, let's have grace for one another. First thing, nobody's done this really before. Uh, You know, no one gives you handbooks to this stuff. Just have grace for each other. You know, I've had grace for our home, for our kids. Like, it's just, I I like a tidy house. I like a tidy house. (laughs) And I come home sometimes and I'm just like, what tornado went through here? And the name of our tornado is called Ezekiel, two years old. (laughs) And I just get into clean mode and I just put everything away and I'm vacuuming. I'm tidying up so I can finally relax. You know, just have grace. Yeah. We've just decided our deck at the back, that's just going to be what it is. <laughs> uh, why? Because, come on, we've got to have grace. But there's, there's things we can do this together. And I want to create rain, ways that we can do this over the season. Yeah. But Genesis 26, 18, talking about wells. It's a moment where Abraham, he had died and Isaac is there living and uh, in the proximity of the area where Abraham was. And in verse 18, it says this, Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, while the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham had died. Sorry, not what, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham had died. And he gave them the same name his father had given them. You know, there are wells that have gone before us. We are in this place that we're in. We are Christians. We are in a, a nation that is born again. That, that We have a Christian promise. Like we're we in the season. We're in the place we're in because there have been people who have gone before us that have dug wells. So, yeah. And out of those wells, God has moved. Yeah. And God has moved mightily. And there is... You know, there's an incredible team that we have that are digging wells. Our leaders have created wells for people, you know, to be able to have that comfort, that security, that care, that kindness. We've done that together, it's been amazing. Our prayer team have been a huge well. You know our prayer team have prayed for over 200 prayer requests in the last three months? Huge amounts, standing in the gap, standing on behalf of. Our kids, you know, team have done amazing things with our kids, our youth team have done incredible things with our youth, they've been wells, they've been wells. You know, our age group leaders are phenomenal. We can't thank you enough. You're, you're incredible. We honour you. Our worship team, our technical team, they've dug wells. They've enabled us to have this fresh flow. But I believe that God doesn't want us to simply sip from somebody else's supply. I believe He wants us to dig wells for ourselves. I believe that He wants us to, to go there and, and do the hard work. And it is hard work, but on the other side of the hard work is a fresh supply. And it's actually not just for you but it's for your children's children. Abraham had dug the well that Isaac went to and re-dug and who knows that? Abraham drank from it, Isaac ended up drinking from it and so did Jacob and beyond. So our wells are not just for us for now, for six weeks. No, I believe the wells He wants to dig is for our children's children. Come on, He wants to start something in our homes, a culture in our home. He wants to start a move of God in our home. Come on, that's not gonna dry up because we're not looking to go after the source of an Instagram post. We're not looking to go after someone else's podcast. We're not, yes, those things are good. Don't get me wrong. I love a good revelation. I love a good swipe down and double tap. I love it. But God doesn't want us sipping from at somebody else's supply. He actually has. A well supply for you and for I that he wants to personally bring. And I know this is a challenge that God's bringing to me. I'm not exempt. The title of a pastor doesn't exempt you from having to dig your own wells. But the enemy, the Philistines, they stopped it up. They filled it back up. Why? Because Abraham had died. Obviously, while Abraham was alive, he protected as well. I want to ask you, if you've got a well, are you protecting it? Are you protecting your well? With the enemy, because if the enemy can stop your fresh supply, if he can stop your flow, if he can stop you getting clean water, come on, then all of a sudden we get sick. And we start getting attitudes. We start getting disgruntled. We start getting, holding unforgiveness. We start getting cynical. We start going, oh, online church. Oh, it's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. Hello, you're in your lounge. I'm over here. I'm on your TV. Hey, (laughs) yes, it's not the same. But let's not get cynical. Thank God that we have this technology. Thank God for the generosity of our church that we are able to purchase what we need to, employ who we need to, be able to do what we're doing right now. Thank God for the opportunity that we have. Come on, don't let dirt get in your well. Don't let the water get dirty. But we've got to dig it out. We've got to dig it out. We've got to dig it out. But as we dig, I'm telling you, it's hard work. You know, the last lockdown, I thought I'd do something pretty special. Well, it was really the kids' Who was on behalf of. Um, but you know, when you do things for Mother's Day, it's generally, you know, it's generally the dad that does everything for that uh, at the age that our kids are, you know, 10, 8, and 2. And so basically, we'd always wanted a row of hedges down the side of our house. Now we love our neighbors, we just don't want to see them. And so um, and so. <laughs> So there was a row of hedges that we hadn't put in and we needed to put them in. But I dug some hedges up the top half of the house and it was hard work. The amount of rocks in our soil is out of control. And So Nadia would always be like, I want the hedges, babe. I want the hedges, babe. And I'm like, I don't want the blisters and I don't want the hard work and I don't want to spend an hour on a little hole that only gets this big. Anyway, I said to the kids, I said, kids, what do you reckon about this Mother's Day we give mum the row of hedges? And they were like, yeah, that'd be awesome. I don't know what. I was thinking in regards to thinking that somehow they would even contribute. Um, But um, but basically we're like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, and I calculated. I was like, okay, so it's going to be 27 hedges, 27 holes. All right, I can do 27 holes. It's all right, 27 holes. We can do this. We can gear ourselves up. It'll take a full day, maybe a day and a half, but we can do this. One hole in. Kids were out. They were gone. They were done. <laughs> they were out of it. Easy was the only one keen to be in the mix. He had lost his shoe under the house. Uh, he had a ball. He was pumped. And he was mud from head to toe. He was stoked. And anyway, uh, basically got to digging these holes. And, uh, and you say, well, how do we dig a well? You know, it's, it's not complicated. How do you dig a hole? You know, I'm thinking about The Castle now, the great Australian movie, The Castle. <laughs> how do you dig a hole? You get a shovel you put it in the ground, you stomp on it and you get out a bit of dirt, you throw it over and you just keep on repeat, repeat. And if you keep on repeating, who knows, you're going to get down to the depth yeah. that all of a sudden you strike rich soil. Yeah. And if you keep on going, you're going to get to a water table yeah. uh, at which then the council are going to be on your, on your case <laughs> because you've gone too far. How do we dig a well? This, I don't think the word's complicated. I don't think God's trying to make it hard for us. Yeah. Prayer. Yeah. So good. Well, no, give me something. Give me some big revelation. Honestly, it's not complicated. Is it hard work? Yes. Does it take commitment? 100%. Is there going to be a lot of things that are going to distract you away from it? Absolutely. Prayer. Worship. Worship. Fasting. Oh, hang on again. You mentioned fasting last time you preached. What's up with you and wanting to get everybody to fast? Fasting. Fasting. I'm excited that we're about to go into legacy season as of next Sunday. We're doing, we've got three weeks of legacy. And then the start of that, you know, on the 20th, so not next Sunday, but the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're gonna have three days of prayer and fasting. Come on, we're gonna dig a well. Come on, we're gonna start digging down. We're gonna start getting fresh flow. We're gonna get fresh proximity. We're gonna get fresh vision. We're gonna get fresh understanding. We're gonna get this fresh moment. Come on, I thank God that we are part of a church, part of a campus that in this legacy moments, we don't look to shy away. We don't look to be busy next Sunday. What are you busy doing? Sitting in your house, tuning in, getting stirred up in the things of God because we've got a kingdom to build. Come on, we've got a city to reach. We've got a nation to win. And we've got a 2020 vision that I know by God's grace, we will see it come to pass. Central facilities will be debt free in Jesus' Name. We will see $20 million worth of resource and care go into the community annually in the Name of Jesus. I thank God that as its campus, in the last three months, we have done over $100,000 worth of community reach in the last three months alone. I thank God for the bigness of heart that you have and the generosity and the obedience towards legacy. But guys, we're going into this season and i got a well. Come on, that's stirring that God wants to speak into, that He wants to flow through. But we've got to just do the simple things. Come on. And the other way is others. You dig a well with others. You dig a hole with others. Not with seven-year-olds and eight-year-olds. No, you dig it with others. Come on, who have got that ability to stand alongside you, see the vision that you've got yeah. and partner with it. Yeah. You know that in biblical times, not one person dug a well, but they would say about 15 people dug a well yeah. and it would take about 90 days. What are our groups? Our groups of, groups of people of like literally between probably seven to 15 people. Yeah. Hello. Come on, together in our groups, we are called so to good. dig wells. Yes. Come on, dig fresh supply. Create a new opportunity to hear for ourselves and allow our homes to be a place of overflow. Yes, so we have got to dig out though. Come on, dig out. You know what I found in our soil? Was so many rocks. And what I went out and bought was this thing. You say, what's that thing called? A bar. <laughs> a heavy bar. <laughs> and I bought this bar. It's about 7.5 kgs. And this changed the game. And I would get it and I'd just lift it up and slam it into the hole and then leverage it. And there were rocks in there and just break up all the rocks and break up all the rocks. And then it was amazing as you pull that stuff up. You know, we can have rocks of frustration right now. Come on, you've got to break that up. You've got to get it out. Come on, you've got unbelief. Right now, you, you started to believe again that things did turn around, but now we're back. We're in the second wave. No, no, it's time for a second wind. Come on, it's time for a fresh belief. It's time to get rid of the unbelief. Father, what did the dad say? Help me with my unbelief. When his son, he couldn't see his son get healed and they tried everything and nothing was working. And he goes, oh God, if you can. He goes, God says, Jesus, if I can? And he goes, no, I do believe. Just help me with my unbelief. Come on, that's a great prayer to pray. Oh God, help me with my unbelief. Help me with the areas I doubt. Help me with the areas I struggle to trust you in. Help me with my unbelief. Come on, get rid of the enemy's junk. Get rid of compromise. Come on, don't compromise in this season. Come on, I want us to be diligent with our eyes. Come on, diligent with our eyes. Ladies, don't get so caught up on what everybody else is doing on social media and what they look like and all of that and comparison and and what about that mum? And that mum looks like they've got it all together. Oh, every time Pastor Nardi's on, the house looks so clean. That's because of me. That's because of me, people. (laughs) Guys, seriously, guard yourself. Keep this to be a season of purity in your life. Come on, let's not get into Netflix and start watching all these shows and all these series that start adopting all of the world's ways. Keep a purity of your spirit. Come on, young men. Let this be a time where we become valiant young men, a time where we get strengthened in the things of God, not where we start casting it away and getting, no, dig out compromise. Come on, put some, come on, put some muscle into it. It's gonna take some effort. You're gonna get some blisters. But I'm telling you, having blisters in your hands, nothing quite like it. It's awesome. Get rid of those office hands and get some real working hands again. (laughs) Get some some wells in our life. We've got to get some wells in our life. God's got a fresh well for you. Wells are wanting and wells are waiting. We've just got to get willing to dig. Got to be willing to dig. You know, the Bible says that um, those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God. Can I just say real clearly, this is not a time to start thinking about, oh, well, maybe I'll go over there and maybe I'll do this and maybe we'll just go and change. Oh man, I'll, I'll, everything could be online now. We might as well just go and move ourselves to somewhere that's just isolated and comfortable and easy. No, 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 no. no. Do not let the enemy start sowing ideas and thoughts about, you. Can it's okay to disconnect. It's okay to just remove ourselves. If we're not careful, now I'm not disagreeing with any of the practicalities of social distancing, staying isolated, lock up, stay indoors, don't go out, Those are practical things we need to do right now. But if we're not careful, we'll adopt those mindsets and those thoughts into the way that we connect with others. Oh, just isolate, social distance, don't let people too close. No, 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 those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God. What is one of the greatest things about the church? The church is full of people doing life with people. And we have got to interlock with others more than ever before. We've got to put our roots down. Come on, this season's probably either revealed to you that your roots are going deeper or you haven't got much roots at all. Don't feel bad about that, but get a conviction. If you haven't got depth of roots, time to put them down. Time to put them down. Go deep. Come on, go deep in the name of Jesus. I've got to wrap up. We've got to to keep moving. But right now, you know, I just want to ask you real simply. Do you have, when we talk about water from God, it's a living water. It's a living water. And the Bible says it's a water that rises up to eternal life, springs up to eternal life. It's a water that's full of grace and love and forgiveness and hope. Real simply, but real clear. If you're listening to this today, you're engaging in this and you're a part of this and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, I wanna tell you that you can. The good news is, is He's got so much purpose for you. He's got so much love for you. And it doesn't come out of just watching and tuning in every week. It actually comes out of just simply opening your heart. Yeah. And you might say, Craig, I'm in a really dark place. Well, I want to tell you, <laughs> in a dark place, you're closer to the wellspring than you realise. Yeah. Who knows that when you're in a well, you're in a dark place, you're in a dirty place. But I wanna tell you, you're just one decision away from finding fresh flow, finding yeah. fresh no. purpose, finding fresh security, finding fresh hope, find, finding forgiveness of sins in a brand new life, finding the security of knowing that you're an eternal purpose with God. So we're gonna pray together. And I'm gonna lead anyone and everyone right now in a prayer. If you are distant from God, you do not have God in your heart, or you do not have the certainty that you have heaven in your heart as far as your eternal, uh, when life ends, that you're gonna be home in heaven, that heaven is your final resting place. Then I wanna tell you right now, I want you to pray with all your heart and God's gonna heal you and He's gonna do something in your heart right now, right here. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna pray a prayer together. The words are gonna come up on the screen next to me, but I want you to say this with all your heart. So dear Jesus, today I invite you into my heart to be Lord of my life. I receive your living water, your forgiveness, your grace, your unconditional love. Thank you that Jesus died and rose again, that I would have life. I choose you from this day forward. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. Well, wow, what an incredible prayer to pray. What a life changing moment. And I know right now that the peace of God is literally filling your heart. I know that moment for myself when I prayed that prayer. It just changed the game. It changed everything. And what we'd love you to do is not just make a decision in a moment or not just pray a prayer, but to be able to have the opportunity to walk forward in this, all right? And so we'd love to send you this Bible this week. And what we need you to do, if you're in the chat there, you'll see a raised hand. I want you to click that and it's going to take you to an opportunity where you can just put down a couple of details. And this week we'll get this to you. Otherwise below me there is a URL that you can uh, go to. Otherwise scan that QR code. And again, let's not do this journey alone. It's really important you take the opportunity to say, you know what, that decision was my decision. This is a turnaround day. The Bible says everything's new as of now. Come on, fresh streams, fresh wells. Don't you love that? We're in a second wave, but you know what? It's time for a second wind. Come on, it's new life for you. And you know, what was uh, crazy is I saw 27 hedges, right? 27 hedges. Then Nadia came back and she had not just a few 27 hedges, she had 85 hedges. She hadn't just thought of one fence line, she thought of the other fence line, not just the other fence line, but round the deck as well. 85 holes later, we're done. You know what I felt like God prophetically say? He said this, He said, you only see 27, but I have my heart set on so much more. Come on, for every person listening to this, you, we, we have a limited vision in our own capacity, but God's heart is set on so much more for you. Come on, for every person who just prayed that prayer, God has hearts so much set, set on so much more for you so and for you, for an eye. Come on, we're in a second wave, but no, 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 it's time for a second wind. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to take time this afternoon and every single one of us, we're gonna take time to worship. Worship in your families. It's all good to say, oh cool, yeah, we're gonna do, dig a well and then just go straight back into what we've always done. I want us today to have a moment. Come on, if you've got teenagers, if you've got kids like us, we've got three small kids, that's okay, sit around the couch, turn it up loud and say, guys, we're just gonna worship. Fill your home with that worship. Let there be a fresh flow in your life. Come on, once you start getting a taste of that good water, that living water, you only wanna dig further and go deeper. Come on, men, there's some men out there, oh yeah, it's not, oh, I wouldn't really, you know. No, 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 stop. Men, we need to lead our homes in this season. Come on, God's causing you to, wants you to rise up and He wants you to be compassionate. He wants you to be soft and kind in these moments. He wants us to lead in new ways. Let's bring fresh wells to our homes. Single mums, you're amazing. We honour you. You're incredible. And I'm believing for a supernatural supply in your homes like you've never known before. Young singles who are by yourselves. You know what? If you've got it in your heart one day to find someone you're thinking right now, how on earth am I gonna meet somebody now? I'm locked in again. I want to tell you, just keep seeking Him. Keep seeking He's got the perfect person. I have seen it time and time and time. I've seen it in my own family. God is so faithful. When you just put Him first, He'll bring the exact right person at the exact right time. I'm believing for fresh wells in your place as well. Business leaders, business owners, fresh wells. It's fresh wells. It's time for a second wind. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifeau.org.